Hey, Amrit. Hey, Perth. How are you doing? Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for being on this podcast. It means a lot, especially to me, and I know everyone, uh, Manmukti community as well. Um, this month in particular is a very special month, being Pride, and it means a lot having you on board to really talk about um, your life and things like that. So I'd love to start things off with, you know, asking a quick introduction about yourself, you know, your family, work, and for those of us who have seen the show, maybe a quick update about your family. And if they haven't seen the show, who your family is, support system. Oh, awesome. Um, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm always happy to have uh, a good conversation, especially uh, given that it's Pride Month and we all know about the, the Supreme Court's uh, ruling uh, yesterday for LGBT rights. So I think it's, a, it's an incredibly appropriate conversation. Absolutely. So, uh, hey guys, this is Amrit. Some of you may know me from Family Karma. I was born and raised in Miami. I uh, grew up there. I, I studied in Atlanta for undergrad and uh, went to law school in St. Louis, worked and lived for some time in Chicago, and then and then moved back to Miami. You may have seen that story and may already know this from the show. I ha uh, my parents are doing well. They're doing great, um, knock on wood. They've stayed healthy, obviously, with um, COVID-19, and, and they've been quarantining um, as just like the rest of us. But, but we're all doing well, um, thank God. Awesome. So, you know, using the Family Karma platform, what are some ways you'd like to contribute to the community? And like, how are you leveraging this opportunity? So, um, as you guys know, um, right after we premiered, the whole country sort of shut down because of COVID-19. So, unfortunately, uh, myself and, and my fellow cast members, we, we were stuck at home for the, basically the entirety of when this season aired. Um, so, and, and, and for the most part, we're kind of all kind of still stuck at home, though I know some, some of the states have started opening up. Um, so, while I haven't been able to do very much in person, one of the main reasons why I wanted to, to do Family Karma was to, to tell my story and be a voice um, where a voice is certainly needed um, in the South Asian LGBT community. So again, being able to tell my story and having viewers watch that and relate to me um, and, and see the progress I was able to make as an openly gay man, um, that's, that's sort of the initial ways I've, I've been using the platform of Family Karma. Um, hopefully once things sort of go back to normal, um, my plan is to um, coordinate events, participate in panel discussions, speaking series, where just to, just to give people the comfort that whether they're struggling with uh, sexual orientation or gender identity issues right now, just, just be an example of, of what, what the possibilities are once, once you're able to accept who you are and, and move, move forward and grow from that. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me on social media and open up to me and some people have come out to me and some people have told me they, they've never sort of said this to anyone else. And that to me just blows my mind that they would have so much, they would have so much comfort to tell me such, such, you know, uh, private news about them and, and such a dark secret um, has, has just been fantastic. So again, very appreciative of Bravo for giving me the opportunity and, and using the platform as best I can to be a voice for the community. Yeah, um, it's great that, you know, people see you as a role model. And even going back to how you mentioned that, you know, everyone's been at home, 
on the bright side, I think it is great for all of us to just sit at home and, you know, be able to tune in every Sunday when you guys were uh, releasing episodes for Family Karma. So I think there was a benefit in that where... Oh, totally. <laughs> you know? People are watching TV. There was nothing else to do. <laughs> just straight binging everything, right? Exactly. You know, you talked a little bit about, you know, wanting to be that voice in the show. When you first heard you were going to be on the show, what were your initial thoughts about how you wanted to show your story being a gay man, especially since most viewers would be South Asian, particularly in your community, um, workplace and, you know, family and friends? Um, I, I wasn't, I, I, to tell you the truth, I, I wasn't too nervous. Um, obviously, I was out. I mean, I, I was out to, to my, my immediate network. Um, my parents, on the other hand, didn't necessarily, hadn't, before the show aired, hadn't told maybe their extended network, some of our extended family in India and around the world didn't know. But I, I you know, this this was the time for, this is the time for everybody to just find out. And, and, and there was nothing to hide and I had nothing to hide. And even though my parents were also a little apprehensive, they, they came around um, and they were fully supportive um, as, as you saw in the episodes. But I, I think for me, um, it was, it was exciting, you know, to one, um, show people that again, just because you're gay or lesbian or bisexual, you don't necessarily need to fit this mold. Um, some people hear gay and they might think of a bunch of stereotypes. Oh, does he paint his nails? You know, does he dance? Is he really good? Like some of the stereotypes, first of all, they're stereotypes, so they shouldn't exist. But oftentimes they're not true. Um, and, and someone like myself, sure, I'm gay and I associate with being gay, but um, I'm really bad at design. <laughs> yeah. Really bad. Um, I, I dress well, but it's not like I'm walking around in like, you know, the coolest outfits. And I do suck at sports. So I, I will say I do fit that, that mold. But the, the gist of it and, and the more important thing to take from it is that people shouldn't feel the need to have to fit in a box. And mentally, we like to place people in boxes in our head because I think that gives us peace of mind. But, but just because someone wants to, wants to put you in a box in their head, don't, don't let them because there's no reason why you should be in a box. You, you should be who you are and you should be most authentic to yourself. Yeah, I love the confidence and everything. When did you come to know about your sexuality? If you could share some experiences telling like your close friends and family uh, sure. on how that sure. worked. So, so being gay, you know, sexual orientation, it's interesting. You, you know from a very young age. And, and I mean, part that's not like you're a kid and, and you think of it as like your sexual desire because you're so young, you know, you, you most likely haven't gone through puberty and you don't really know what sexual desire even is. For me, for example, I remember I was on this, I think it was in elementary school, I was on like a fourth grade trip and we went to the beach and we had to pair up and we were collecting shells in the ocean. And I really wanted to be paired up with my friend Gordon. And again, there was nothing sexual about it. It was, it was obviously innocent, you're so young. There was just a longing um, for that person, you know, and even as a friendship. Right. So you, you know something's off at a young age and then and then you, you go through, you know, middle school, high school, and then you start understanding and you start processing what exactly it is that you're feeling. Um, and that, that's, that's sort of, for many people, that becomes sort of the darker moments because the moment you understand what it is, you just, need, you just try to suppress it as much as possible. And you spend years and years and years suppressing it. 
Um, and it's exhausting. It is so exhausting until you finally reach a break, breaking point. Um, and, and it varies. It's, it's, it's very, um, it, it varies from individual to individual. When you reach that breaking point, some people reach it in high school, some in college, some myself, it wasn't until sort of the end of law school. Some people reach it, you know, way later in their life and that's okay. And again, there's no right time in your life to, to accept it and to come, come to terms. But for me personally, um, I remember it started, I started talking about it in the open. Um, probably it was after college. So I was probably maybe 23, my early 20, early to mid 20s. I started talking about it, but it would, it would only be when I had a, a couple of drinks. I was only comfortable after, you know, a couple of drinks to be able to talk about it openly. And I remember I would talk to a person about it, you know, after a night out and then um, the next morning vaguely remember the conversation, you know, and just be so terrified. Um, and I, I remember I would pray that that person wouldn't, one, remember, and two, if he or she didn't remember, wouldn't bring it up. Right. So part I was cruising. It was, it worked out really well for maybe a year until, um, one of, one of my best friends from law school, I did the same thing to her. And it almost becomes like clockwork. You know, you just become used to this routine because you you want to share this news, but it's just so terrifying to say it out loud, you know? Mm-hmm. So I remember one night I did the same thing. Went out with some friends, had a couple of drinks. I told my friend Melissa. And then the next morning we were meeting for her and I were meeting for brunch. And I remember I I'm on my way to brunch, just again, very nervous. I hope she doesn't bring it up. <laughs> she she was this like awesome lively girl from southern uh sorry northern california san francisco bay area you know very gay friendly had a bunch of gay friends and i remember we were at brunch and she was like so we should talk about what you told me and i was livid i mean just i i it looked like i saw a ghost because i had no idea how to respond to her um and that's that's a conversation that i will remember because I remember that was the first time one of the first times that I was talking about it you know sober which which is which is so important you know yeah and like you said you know I it just became a habit like you knew you talked about it after a few drinks it was just something that it was going to you know be a discussion of and then it was just afterwards you were hoping it would never have been brought up yeah and you know it just takes that one conversation you know thank god for her because and i tell her this all the time like melissa if it wasn't for you who knows you know it takes that one conversation and you realize it's really not that hard and it's really not that big of a deal right that one thing that that one breakthrough exactly. uh, so you know you mentioned your parents uh you know on the show and they they were extremely supportive was it always like that when you came out to them and what were some in, internal dialogues you were sort of having before and how'd you overcome it? I know you talked about it with friends, but it's, it's slightly different with, you know, your parents and your close immediate family. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I mean, people should know, and I, and I, I think we were able to touch upon it in the show that my parents, it wasn't sort of overnight their acceptance and their support. It, it was gradual. It was very gradual and it was very over time. Um, um, and I think a lot of viewers weren't able to see that, um, but I, I do want to emphasize that it, it does take time. Um, so our parents are the end-all, be-all for us, right? I mean, probably the same for you, same for me. I mean, they are the, the most, for, mo- for most of us, they are the two most important people in our lives. Oh, absolutely. 
coming coming out to them was sort of that like okay this is the final step for me in terms of my coming out process because once i tell them no one else really matters in the world and people 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 matter but no yeah. one matters as much as your parents you know yeah. and their acceptance and then being forthcoming with them so i remember i told my mom um I had I had said I had said I was bisexual because I thought it would be easier, you know, like a step stone almost, almost like yeah, a little baby step in that direction. And um, she, she obviously was not expecting it, and uh, my dad wasn't expecting it, and it, it was hard. It was not an easy conversation. Again, I had had a couple of drinks at, at the time when I told her, so that that certainly didn't help, and it wasn't fair to them. Um, but again there's no right time to do it. There, there really isn't. Um, there's no magic moment. There's no guidebook, like do it on a Thursday at 4 p.m. It, it doesn't exist. So um, I, I told them and uh, uh, remember I told you, uh, oh, I told you about Shanghai. So I, I told them strategically. I told them uh, a month before I was about to embark on a six month study abroad program in Shanghai. And uh, I knew that, um, I just wanted to get away, you know, and, and I could begin my process of growing and moving forward and they could begin their process of coming to terms because I always tell people, it's not just the individual who's coming out, who is coming to terms. Everyone around you is also coming to terms. And, and when I say everyone around you, mostly your parents, your immediate family, I mean, they have to accept it as well. You know, it's not fair for, for you to just immediately want your mom and dad to be okay with it because it's like you they think your name is Amrit for 24 years and then you tell them you wake up and you say actually my name is Rohan and again it doesn't change who you are you're the same person but they're just so used to your name being Amrit not Rohan you know just as, as an analogy so it, it took them some time and took a lot of open conversations it took a lot of help from my siblings um, in terms of like introducing them to LGBT movies um, like milk and prayers for Bobby and it's all about exposure um, we are we are most scared of the things that we don't know about um, but once you're exposed to it and you learn more about it and you have all the information at hand then it doesn't seem so scary so eventually they they they've they've come around and and people as people saw on the show that they're, they're so incredibly supportive man i am so lucky i must have done a lot of good deeds in my past life because <laughs> my karma has been great this life oh yeah no i remember on the show you even mentioned uh how you you checked off all the things that south asian parents look for and then indian parents and then there was this there was you know you being gay that that was the thing that didn't quite check off but it's great that they're extremely supportive about that. Um, and you mentioned earlier that there was sort of stereotypes, right, um, surrounding the LGBTQ community. What sort of like fears and concerns did um, your parents have, especially because a lot of this dialogue isn't really spoken about in India. So coming here, it's a huge shift, right? So what sort of fears do they have? Um, I mean, how, how would the community react, right? Because we place so much emphasis on, on our communities because again, we're, we're immigrants, our parents are immigrants and we have such a close knit um, connection to other Indians um, that we grew up with. So that, that was also a concern. What are they going to think? You know, how are they going to react? But I think they just reached a point where like, who cares? <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Absolutely. Who cares what they think? It's not like I, I it's not like I did anything bad, you know. It's not like I went and robbed someone or like stole a car, you know. Like, and I didn't commit any crimes. I didn't exactly. I'm not committing a crime. I'm just this is just who I am, you know. In fact, it's the opposite. It's about who you love. So it really should be a positive thing. What has been the response? And I know you mentioned that, you know, who cares? And you're absolutely right. But what sort of the response have you gotten from others, whether it's your, you know, coworkers and and uh, family. So um, about me coming out, I've only honestly, I've only had positive encounters and, and positive reactions. I and I'm not just saying this. I, I really cannot think of a negative reaction that I had from someone. Um, so maybe I'm just really lucky with my family and friends. Um, and and the show itself, um, it's all been really positive, and and I'm sure I'll. All of my other fellow cast members would say the same thing. It's, it's just been an, just an outpour of love and support uh, from so many people that there's finally representation on TV. You know, there's finally people of the same color with the same background, with some of the same, you know, uh, family conflicts and family issues that other other Indians are facing. So it's just been it's been very positive. My my work has been really supportive as well. Uh, also been supportive of of my sexual orientation um which i'm very fortunate you know not to have to deal with that it could be very stressful if that's something you have to deal with at the workplace which again given um, the supreme court ruling yesterday hopefully that's not going to be an issue for a lot of people going forward yeah no absolutely and you and you're right i think um i'm not too sure if there there were any other south asian reality tv shows but you know this was with something that uh a lot of times the reality shows are more focused on maybe like, you know, Hollywood actors and actresses. And this one is a modern family uh, with, you know, immigrants from India. And it was great to have that representation and really have, some, you know, something to relate to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I guess to take a step back, um, you mentioned that, you know, you had a lot of positive encounters, but what would you recommend to others that might've seen some challenges growing up and, and even after coming out? You, you need a strong support system and, and you need to be with people that are like you because the, the biggest, I mean, the biggest issue is part is that is feeling alone and feeling like you're the only person that is feeling this and that that's the scariest part, uh, but you're not. And I guarantee you you're not alone. And whether it's, it's, you know, your sexual orientation, whether it's your gender identity, Whatever it is, there is there there are other people that are going through the same issues and that are facing the same struggles. And you need to be able to find a support system you can relate to. Now, it can be friends, um, and if it's not friends, it could be community centers. Um, and if you can access a community center, go online, um, find support groups online. Just make sure you have a group because you need to be able to talk to someone about what you're going through. Um, Things are so scary when they're in our heads. Um, and then the moment we sort of say it out loud, they don't seem very scary. Um, and, and I think that's what's important. Right. So <clears throat> so you talked about this a little bit in, before when you were saying that you were going to use Family Karma as a platform to sort of do panels and things like that. Um, how, do you, how would you manage to advocate for pride while we're still quarantined for you know, the next couple of months, very dependent on where you are? regionally but how would you manage to advocate while we're still quarantining at home um i mean it's it's yeah it's a tricky situation right because 
across the country, prides are canceled. You know, it's not like I could have a booth or a table or a, a float, you know, and, and add <laughs> that way. So that's unfortunately not possible. Um, but it's just, it's just having conversations, having conversations like this one with you on this podcast. Um, I, I, I wrote a little excerpt for um, an organization in Illinois um, telling my story um, for them to publish. Um, so th- things like that. It's just for me right now, it's just talking to as many people as I can. You know, if, if someone reaches out to me on social media and they share some news about them, I take that very seriously. Um, and I take my response to them very seriously. Um, and I make sure that I, I tell them that and I, I thank them for reaching out and I let, I let them know that they're not alone. Um, and that if they have any questions um, or they need advice to feel free to reach out. So that's the most I can do right now while being stuck inside. But hopefully that changes soon. So this is this question, this next question in particular sticks out to me. And, and the reason why I say that is because I'd love to learn some the best ways for allies like myself to show support for pride. You know, we talk about doing the um, uh, parades and things like that. But but in general, what are some good ways that I can best be an ally? I, I would say make, make sure you're visible um, as an ally, you know, um, whether it's sharing uh, something on social media about pride. Um, sharing something about some of the Stonewall riots that took place during the LGBT civil rights movement, just making sure that people know that you actually support them and you're not just saying it, you know, to them. And then you're sort of presenting a completely different side on social media, social media. I think that's important to know it's authentic and it's not sort of fabricated. Um, two, I think just um, being able to empathize with them and, and, you can try, you know, you can try as much as you can, but um, it's hard to relate when you haven't gone through the experience sort of of coming out and dealing with um, dealing with similar sort of issues. But I remember, for example, um, one time I was uh, with a group of friends and we were having, it was a group of Indian friends, like really close friends of mine. Um, and we were having the typical conversation that I'm sure you've had with your friends and other Indian groups have had around the country. But it's, it's sort of like, oh my God, bringing bringing someone home to your parents who's not Indian, you know? Right. Yep. We went around talking and someone said, well, I'm dating a Latina girl. And this other, my other friend said, I'm dating a white Jewish man. And, and I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, wow, like, God, if I could only bring, can you imagine my parents would be ecstatic with anyone of, of <laughs> any race, but as long as it's a girl, like I'm bringing home a man. So sometimes just be cognizant of like, it's not, sometimes a conversation doesn't need to be like, whose life sucks more and whose issues are more important. Um, and, I, and I know my example just probably made it seem like I was thinking my, my issues are the most important, but just oh, because no. thing, you know, just understanding that like, gosh, it, it would be so nice for me to bring home a girl. Like I'm bringing home a guy. Like, can you imagine how much, how much you know, how devastating that is and it is for my parents. So being, being able to relate to people, but also let your friends just tell their story, let them, express what they've been dealing with and understand it and just listen you know just listen like don't try to be like oh yeah i went to pride and it was fun it's a blast we got drunk it's a huge party like you know that sometimes that could be a little bit it is is totally a fun it's it's a fun time but there's so much more to pride um than just like the parade and and day drinking all day and etc etc so yeah i mean you're absolutely right i think those are some great ways and and i think myself I've been doing a better job at listening and things like that. And as I grow up, become more conscious 
at least about the things that I say. And but yeah, I mean, I love to give you the opportunity to maybe say anything else that's on your mind uh, that we didn't get to discuss. Um, no, just just Happy Pride Month. June is always one of my favorite months of the year because it's Pride, because it's the beginning of summer, and because um, it's such a fun time. I know, I know, we're going through a lot right now um, with uh, with the global pandemic and with the very, very important civil rights movement um, that that's taking place. But but I hope uh, you can celebrate little wins, um, like the, the one we had with the Supreme Court ruling on workplace discrimination. And I, and I hope that we could just always move forward and make progress um, in our lives. Absolutely. And you know, for those of us that might have hadn't gotten the chance to see the news, I really understand it. Can you maybe talk a little bit more about that? Um, sure. We'll do a little legal one-on-one class. Um, <laughs> Supreme Court ruled that um, employers cannot fire, t- discriminate, treat differently an employee based on their sexual orientation or their gender identity. So it applies to transgender folks as well. And this is under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. Um, and um, it was it's it's a it's a, a phenomenal ruling. It's a landmark ruling, and it's it's going to provide, you know, arguably more important than marriage equality because even though marriage equality is very important, having a job is something that every American needs, wants, and should have confidence that they won't be discharged because of their sexual orientation or their gender identity. So um, that's just a short answer to your question. Yeah, I know. You know, with this pandemic going on it's the perfect opportunity to learn, you know, things about like the civil rights movement and even, you know, Supreme rulings, things like that, uh, to sort of understand and digest all the things that are going on with current events. You know, like I said, on behalf of us and Manmukti, it's a great pleasure. And honestly, also looking forward to, I think there was a mention of season two sometime. I, I, I saw that somewhere. Um, uh, fingers, fingers crossed. We, we haven't heard anything yet, but we're, we're all hopeful. Okay. Yeah, that might have been some meme that maybe someone created. I wasn't sure if that's <laughs> it or not. But you're right. I'll, I'll also be crossing my fingers too. Awesome. Thanks, Parth. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Amrit. Thank you so yeah. much. All right.